Welcome to the Minivan Mamas podcast. I'm Cherish. And I'm Alexa. And we record from our minivans every week because, quite frankly, that's the quietest place we could find. Buckle up. Welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah. This Just... is our second episode of the night, and we always get a little more tired on the second episode. We drink, we drink some caffeine, so we'll see how this goes. This, me, this is a good one. You guys, this is, we're usually goofy and like to talk about fun stuff. And this is a really good and important this episode. This might be our most important important one to listen to. I think it will be We've one of them. We've had it on our list for forever, and we're finally like... We've kind of like put it we off. We can do it. Think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can do it. Yes. Um. So, heads up, warning, mamas. Just throw in your headphones for this one, maybe. This one might not be the greatest one to like... Listen to with kids around. We're getting deep. Yeah, Totally. Mm-hmm. But it's so good it's and so important. So good. So yes. we're sitting in the van tonight. We in Rhonda the Honda. We're in Rhonda the Honda. Oh, what's in the mini? We've got backpacks. Oh, the little like fidget things. Yeah. These, those like Wait, silicone. Do you know fidget? what this is? What is that? What this is heck? from Mo. It's a this. little dog. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Isn't that cute? I thought you were just about to drink that out of there, though. Look, gross. No, but he just sticks his little tongue in there. It's like a portable. Oh, my shoes are on there. It is a portable. I need to share this. This is so cool, huh? So, what would you call that? Portable water dog? bottle for water dogs. Bottle? Like, there's a little button and you can squirt the water out into this little drinking thing for him. So they can look at So, that's when he's genius. in the car with me, I bring it, or like when we go on walks and stuff. That's so cute. And he loves to ride in the car right here. He sits on there and he puts his little head right here on my arm. So Look funny. at you, dog mama. You're a minivan mama and, and a dog, dog mama. mama. You know what? We're That's still so learning Mo. We're still figuring Mo. He's yeah. really good, but we're still figuring him out, and he's still figuring us out. But he has really taken to me. I don't know if it's because I'm like the mom, so I'm like the nurturing one that will be like, okay, oh, and give him loves or whatever, he's you know? Ready. He's always by me and right at my feet. Like, today I was getting ready in the bathroom. He was literally laying on the rug, so I'm stepping over him like, okay, you have to get out. So or in cute. the kitchen. He's always at my feet. He's cute. He's, He's cute, so though. cute. Mm-hmm. He's Aww. fun boy. Did you just get that on Amazon? Yeah. That's an Amazon purchase. What else have you purchased on Amazon? That was one of... Remember when we talked about this last time and I had like a million dogs? That was that one, was of, one of the dog things. Oh, want to see my... Okay, let's talk about our most recent Amazon purchases. Okay. Just like 10 minutes before you came over, I ordered a cup. To try instead of using tampons. Oh, which uh, one did you do though? Okay, so I have a tilted uterus. Okay. So from what I've heard that? is that like yeah, that cups aren't don't typically work well in a tilted uterus, but there's like a special one. It's like a soft. It's a little bit shorter. Interesting. It's supposed to work. I will keep you updated. It's okay. The pixie. Okay. Let me know. The pixie. I, I will use, let you know. I use the bloody cup. The bloody buddy. Oh, nice. Sorry. The bloody buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard of. They're on Instagram, aren't they? Okay, I'll yeah. let you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you want to know what else I ordered? What? My coloring book that's on Amazon. Oh, yeah! Lex! <gasps> that's a big deal. Sorry, I, was like, I yelled. I, I forgot. Just, I was just so excited. Oh, look at the Look where you yelled Oh, on my there. gosh. You're going to have to, like, turn that down. I love it. Um, I designed a coloring book. You and guys, she's so talented. Literally. I love Go it. Go check out Pippi Post. She does, like, cards and printables and stationery and shirts and now a coloring book this is one thing that i've always wanted to do and man i stayed up some late nights working on finishing up all 40 pages before i went to hawaii 
But that's when you did it. And she also oh, does yeah. a podcast and oh, she yeah. also has four kids and she's PTA and room mom. What don't you do? Sleep. I don't sleep. Really? No. I, I'm trying to sleep more. Um, but I ordered it on Amazon just because I wanted to see it come in an Amazon box. I just ordered That's, it. You ordered it? I just ordered it. And oh, we're going to share up. it on our page. That's too. Well, thanks. Ordered. Yep. Amazon's the It's greatest. on Amazon. If you just go type in Pippi Post, P-I-P-P-P-O-S-T, it's the first one that pops up and it's so cute. It says, here comes the fun. Oh, you're so nice. I love I also ordered your your sweatshirt, and it's the softest. It is. The it's softest. been kind of cool in the mornings here, and so I wear it in the morning. I've been mm-hmm. wearing it too, and it really is very soft. Very soft. Speaking very of soft. that, we do have a timeline for shirts. We do. We We're have, getting there. We have merch coming. Huh? So soon. We get asked a lot, and we know we've been saying it for a long time. But how you about, know, life. How about at the next episode when this after this one airs, we will have a launch date for merch. Got it. Okay, okay, done. Okay, so my most or my most recent Amazon purchase was Mm. (laughs) puppy treats and pepper spray, which I feel like is actually very fitting. That's fitting one for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ordered pepper spray. I probably should get that. The keychain one? Yeah. You do have to be careful with pepper spray because let me tell you a story. (laughs) Cherish the stupid (laughs) stories. Here we go. When Marlon and I were dating, I had pepper spray. Marlon bought it for me because I worked at the mall, and so I'd be, like, there late at night. Wait, what store did you work at? I worked in the sunglass shop in the middle. Oh. And at night, though, like, when you leave, there's only a few people, you know, like the workers. Yeah, that's creepy. And it was creepy, and we'd go out the back, and there were some people that made me a little uncomfortable, so Marlon bought me pepper spray, Mm -hmm. and I would call him, and I'd have my pepper spray. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I had that on my keychain, and there's a little switch on it that you can, like, flip back and forth, but it's Mm -hmm. just the safety switch. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I was playing with that one time while we were in a meeting for our <laughs> wedding planning and I shot it in my eye. It, it <laughs> burned like, yeah. Yep. Satan's balls or something. I don't know. It was bad. And it, I mean, it was bad. We had to leave and my skin around my eye was burned for days. Did you just say Satan's <laughs> balls? You can cut that out. That was terrible. But I was trying to think of something really hot. <laughs> You guys, it was bad. Oh, so pepper spray, and I could tell. So it works. It freaking works. It works. Yeah, just be careful about your kids and not and not spraying yourself in the eye. Oh, that's smart. I feel like every woman should have it though. Put it in your purse on your keychain. That and a cute little sweater for Letty that I feel like you could get Will one in different color. It's so cute. cute. It just says babe. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. So there we go. You were asking me earlier about something. Um. My favorite song, and I just looked at you like a deer in the headlights, like, wait. Oh, on my way over, I was, like, got in my car, and it's been, it's, it's been kind of like a crazy couple months for me, I would say. Yeah, you've had a, a crazy It's just been year. wild. No, just, yeah, the last couple months, last, even this last couple days, I kept thinking, once we get settled into my mom, things will calm down, and then mm-hmm. I told my mom, I'm like, ah, it still feels crazy, I just need, like, a little break. Mm-hmm. So I got in the car, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm alone. So I just, like, turned on my music really loud, and was just singing, like, some of my favorite songs I just you know, you just got a belt. Mm-hmm. So I asked Lex, I'm like, what are some of your songs that like when you're alone, you listen to, you just got to get them out, get them out. Okay. Well, if I'm, re- if I have no kids in the car and I need a good, like pump up song, then I'll listen to, is it by Lizzo? The yes. good as hell. Yes. I oh, love that song. I, can't, I love Lizzo. I'm not going to I can't listen to it in front of my kids. Um, because I don't want them saying all the words. But I will happily jam out to that one. That's, That's a like one. a good, mm-hmm. good feeling song. Yeah. Pump up song. Oh, yeah. Wait, what about like Celine Dion? 
Could you <laughs> not like often, but occasionally I'm like, I need a little oh. Celine Dion. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Celine Dion. I love country, so I'll listen to some good country because I don't listen to it while Brian's in the car. That is a no. <laughs> and then, um, if I want to feel like, if I'm like, oh, God, I just need something calm. I'll put on David Archuleta's soothing voice. I love him so I much. I know. Um, okay. Okay. How about you? Okay. Um, a couple songs that I really like. I'm thinking. Um, okay. Anyone by Justin Bieber. Oh my gosh, that one's so good. I like Blair that. I love it so much. Yep. I love it so much. Justin... Hold up. Yes. Pause. I met Justin Bieber when I was 18. Did you go to a concert or something? You told me no. this. No. I met him in New York City at a toy store. You know, like the toy store in Times Square. I was in there with my friend Kenzie. Justin Bieber comes walking out of the Barbie section, like the Barbie house section. And these two girls in front of us start flipping out. Like, I'm talking like tears. Was he straight. shopping? Just there? Just wandering with his bodyguard. Oh, my gosh. And I, he must have had a concert there or something. But um, these girls start freaking out, and they got a And he came up, and he was so cute and so nice. He was little at the time. Right, right. He was, like, what, 14, 15? Yeah, right. And he was like, would you guys like a picture? And they were like, oh, my gosh, yes. So they got a picture with him. And because we were standing right there, we were like, oh, can we get a picture, too? But the, <laughs> I didn't actually know who he was. You didn't? No. So I get a picture with him. I even told my friend Kenzie, I'm like, should we kiss him on the cheek? And I didn't. I should have kissed him on you the cheek. You could have told me I could have that. said that I kissed Justin Bieber. Okay. No, but so I have a picture with JB. I love it. York. We'll have to share that. Okay. I love it. Okay, so. Okay. Anything Justin Bieber? Yes. I'm not yes. like all of his stuff, but the last couple years, his stuff has Man, just. Good. Yeah, I love his new stuff, but I love that song. And there's okay, two sorry, songs. Um, so Good by B.O.B. That was really big, like, when I was in high school, B.O.B. And oh, yes. I'll Be in the Sky. I love those. Those are just, like, fun ones from him that I love. I don't know. I just st- still love them and will listen to them every once in a while. And I listen to them and I'm like, I'm so lame. This is, like, 12 years ago and I still love it. That's, like, nostalgic and they just, like, get me excited. Excited. But the song I was listening to on the way over is Bones by Marin Morris. Do you oh, know that song? so cute. Yeah, I heard it... Um... It was really big, like, uh, last like year, a year, a few ago. years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I loved it so much. And I, at first, I didn't even know. I just liked it. Like, I just thought it was a pretty, like, a cute song. Not pretty. And then at, and then it became, like, kind of meaningful for me because we are going through some hard stuff, which we'll talk about later on here. And, I like, the words of that song, like, just really resonated with me. And I just still love it to this day. Aww. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like all the songs that, like... Meaningful. Meaningful. Yeah, uh-huh. Meaningful. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I would, like, listen to it and cry. Aww. Not, like, every time, but, you know, it was one of those ones that just... It was... It meant a lot to me at the time. So, I want to know... I, maybe we'll have to ask them, too, like, their jams. Their jams. Their pump-up jams. <sighs> their calm jams. And, like, their meaningful... I also love rap. You know that, huh? So... I do know that. You love rap. I love country. Yeah. Wait. I do love fancy, like... Oh my gosh, Everybody does. it's the but cutest song. that one song. is so cute. And he's like, he's got like seven kids. Yeah, his he's kids like a normal dad, right? Oh, isn't it so cute? It's the cutest thing ever. I know, I, I like that one. I learned the dance from YouTube. I was in my living room, 
And my girls were like, what the heck, mom? And I learned the dance because it was so cute. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Today's topic is a good one. Yeah. This is a good one. And I'm excited to share about it. I'm excited to ask I actually you. really like, I, I shouldn't say, I love talking about it, but I do like sharing like what I have to share. This is a good one. So I will probably be more asking you questions because you are the one who has some good stories in experience and life experience. Unfortunately, maybe not good experience, (laughs) good advice, good advice, because I have life experiences, unfortunately, in this area. So tonight we'll be talking about child sex abuse and how to like prevent it, how to talk to your kids about it. And I'm no expert. So this is totally just IMO, in my opinion, and based off of my experiences. Okay. So you have said you've ha- you have had two two major experiences. Yeah, in I this would say two life altering experiences. Life altering experiences in this area. So one happened when you were eight, nine. How old were you? I actually don't remember my exact age. I think I was in third grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you want me to, like, tell the story? I'm totally okay to talk about it. If you're okay to talk about it, yes. So, I'll just give you a little, like, nutshell story. Um, Make sure you have headphones in if you have kids around. So, yeah, I, I, my neighbor sexually abused me in his backyard. In his backyard? Yeah. And I was so, like, I was so naive. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't realize what was happening until it was happening. And then I was like, wait, this feels wrong. Mm -hmm. But I was little and didn't know any better, I guess. So I didn't know how to like get myself out of that situation. But after I left, I immediately was like, that was, that was bad. That was not right. Yeah. That was not okay. So you were young in third grade. How Mm -hmm. old was the neighbor? Um, late teens. Okay. So Mm -hmm. he was quite a bit older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was, he was like a teenager though. So I mean, not that that like downplays it because he definitely knew that it was wrong. Yes. Um, but But he was quite a bit, he older than me. Older yeah, than he you. was at least like double my age. Okay. Okay. So that happened to you when you were young, like third grade. How did that like affect you? So I think at the time I didn't quite understand. Mm-hmm. So I knew though, like I said, when I left, I was like, that wasn't right. I felt really icky about it. Mm-hmm. And I even asked my brother like, Hey, did this happen to you? Because the way he asked me was like, do you want to play a game with me in my backyard? Well, okay, as a little kid, like, yeah. You're like, yeah, okay. Sure. So my brother, who, by the way, is special needs, also said, yeah. And that mm. bugged me. And I was, I knew, I knew, like, that bothered me that he said that he had done it to him. So that, that like, didn't sit right with me. So I wouldn't say, like, at the time it really affected me, but it did, it bugged me deep down because I didn't tell anyone and it kind of, like, ate at me. Like, I knew that I should talk to someone about it, but I thought I was going to get in trouble. In trouble. So, I kept it a secret. Oh. Yeah. Which I is a perfectly normal response yes. for a child. For a child. Right. Right. Yes. Well, because there's a lot of shame, like, culturally. Sorry, I said child. For anyone. For anyone. For anyone. But especially, like, there's a lot of shame culturally around, like, talking about our bodies and, like, sexual things. And so... As a little kid, you're like, that's bad. I'm going to get in trouble. It is a taboo topic. Yeah. And taboo you, were, Tuesday. you were little. Yeah. So you don't necessarily know the mm-hmm. whys or hows or what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So as I, as well, so I think it was like a year later or I don't really remember, but I ended up um, 
talking about it to my parents because at school we had a, an abuse week. And each day we talked about a different kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. And when they talked about child sex abuse, I just, like, started crying in class. Aww. And then my teacher was, like, you know, took me aside. And mm-hmm. I was, like, I don't want to talk about it. And so I can't remember how that, like, went down. But I remember she was, like, encouraged me to talk to my parents about it. I think they even had me talk with, like, a principal or something. And I didn't I didn't want to say anything. I, yeah. I, I, I denied it. So they didn't really think anything. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it took me, I stewed over it for like days and I, this is like kind of a sad like memory, but I remember my parents, we were watching a show on their bed on a Sunday and they had fallen asleep and it was like eating at me. Like I knew I needed to tell them Mm -hmm. and I went in the bathroom and got a piece of tissue paper and was like, I tell them, I tell them not. I tell them, you know, like a flower, like I ripped it up. I remember this, like it kind of gives me chills and I landed on tell them and then I was like, no, I can't. And then I just like went out of the bathroom and like yelled it and my mom like woke up and what? And anyway, so we talked about it. So I feel oh. like, I don't know. I feel like because I got it out early, mm-hmm. like it wasn't years and years of keeping it in. Oppressive, and yeah. yeah. And like my parents, my parents handled it so well and never made me feel shameful about it or anything, but it didn't, it didn't affect me a ton until I was older. Okay. And, and if anything, I hate to say that it was like, it, it was a good thing and I would never say it was a good thing, but I feel like it made me so much more aware of my body and the, like, situations I was in and to be, like, protective and who I surrounded myself with. And so in those ways, I feel like it, I used that experience for good. You were a victim of sexual abuse, but you were, you do not play the victim, if that makes sense. Like, you're not, you're not letting that eat at you and and define you, right? Probably, mm -hmm. and I think... Everyone's situation is different, how they react to things, how they, how their family reacts to things, how often, how much help they get, how, how like, long it takes how long it takes to get to it out. Because that trauma that you keep inside of your body literally like destroys you from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like as I've learned more about trauma, as I've gotten older, like that I didn't keep it in as long as a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And that helped me to work through it yeah. in a healthy way. I think this is a good, you're a good example of bad crappy things can happen to you you get to choose i feel like choose how you respond to all those terrible awful things and that you can still choose like it's a it's a it's a a conscious choice every day it is yeah as someone i think about with that that is simone biles simone she's the olympic gymnast oh yeah yeah, yeah, who was abused by their their like team doctor do you not know about this? No. Like the, the whole heck? USA Olympic team, gy- the gymnasts were being abused by their like team doctor for oh years my gosh. and no one knew. Yeah. And I've watched her and how she has like, how resilient she's mm-hmm. been with it. And like, she's now become like an activist and speaks out about it. And this was literally just a couple years ago that it all came out. So like, this was happening to them as they were like teenagers. Oh yeah. So like awful. it was awful and disgusting. But I'm like, you know, to me, she's a true example of, like, you get to choose how you respond with proper help and support and things like that. You know, there are people that don't have that, and I think that would make it so much harder. But I did have, like, a lot of support and stuff. Okay, somebody, oh, I think it was Aubrey who was talking. She was talking this in mental health, in aspects of mental health. I think if this can go with anything, that she said, if you can talk about it, you can get through it. So if you can talk about how crappy you're feeling, how depressed you're feeling, or something Talking terrible that things. happened, 
if you can just talk it, I don't care if it's to the grocery no. store clerk yeah. or to no. someone on Marco Polo or anyone, if you can, to your a therapist, dog, yeah, to a therapist, if you can talk about it, you can Well, I think it. that goes for bottling emotions up. Like I said, it eats you up from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Any, any kind of trauma or depression or like if you just bottle up and don't talk about it, it'll just eat you up. If you can get it, just get it out of your body. Like it physically affects you. Yes. And so I totally agree with that. And I feel like, like I said, I did, I think it was probably like a year before I talked to my parents. So, and I still was so little, like as time passed, I realized the severity of it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like since I was able to get it out and I've always been pretty open about it, that's been helpful for me. And I actually kind of shared bits and pieces of it on my, on my social media, like a year ago. Mm -hmm. And the, the amount of DMS that like flooded my inbox and at the time I didn't have, I mean, I just, I didn't, I don't have a huge following to begin with, but I didn't have a ton then. I, hundreds of DMs from people like sharing their experience with me and saying, you're so brave. I can't believe you. I wish one, I hope one day I can be like you and talk about it. And I'm like, I'm not any more brave than them. I've just worked through it, but I feel like. And you're in a different place in I'm your. I'm a different place. In your. Healing. Like healing. Your totally. Recovery. Yep. But I, I do hope that people know that getting talking about like if you can just get it out Mm -hmm. that's step one yes Mm -hmm. okay so that was your first experience experience. right but i like i said i feel like for me as as i got older i was able to use that experience like like to help shape me used it as a learning experience. I did. And I remember, like, in high school or college, like, when I had boyfriends that would maybe want to, like, touch me in a certain way that I was uncomfortable with, I was able to, like, stand up for myself. Or I knew what kind of guys I wanted to be around because I got, you know, and I remember telling even Marlon, like, when we were dating, he knew it happened and I didn't give him details. And one time he sat me down and was like, I need to know. Mm-hmm. And so I told him and he cried, which like, that is not, and he just sat and cried and I told him everything. And I'm so, well, so grateful for him, like knowing to do that because then going into our marriage, there were certain things I was like uncomfortable with and he was okay with that, Mm -hmm. you know, but Mm -hmm. I was glad that like, I was able to set those boundaries for myself growing up. So yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not pretty. And as far as I remember, it was just the one time, not that that makes it any less worse, but. I'm grateful for the way it shaped me. Yeah. So, so that is one of my experiences as a child. So the second experience mm-hmm. happened more recently. Yes, but not directly to, to you. Mm-hmm. And this is one I will probably tread lightly with what I share. Um, but obviously it's all out in the open and I can, I can talk about it. Um, yeah. What do you want me to share? Um, just the, there's the basics. Yeah. So, so my husband's dad a few years ago was arrested for molesting little girls and it came out of nowhere. Like there was no signs that we knew of. They didn't have any indicators, but it had been going on for like almost 30 years. So can I say this? Mm-hmm. He's a school teacher. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's I'm totally, sc- yeah. you guys can totally like, look, look him up if you want to read about it. It's pretty yeah. sick and it's sad and it's. It's sad for his family and it's sad for the victims because oh they held on to it for they so long. They held on to that for so long. So to backtrack real quick, he, Marlon's dad is a school teacher, was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. He taught uh, He fifth taught 4th grade. 4th grade. And what's 
crazy about this story to me is number one, I had him. I wasn't in his class class. I was like in his rotations and uh-huh. he is the choir director or was the mm-hmm. choir director and I was in his choir. And he was the cool teacher. Yeah. And I want to like trigger warning on this because maybe some of you. Yeah. We'll give a trigger warning in the description. Yeah, so we will. A... Some of you maybe know him. I hope not. True. But. Um, and these are girls who are our age who are coming out. Yeah. About. Yeah. So um, they've held it in for so many years. In and like, school. And I was... just can't, I hate to say I can't imagine, but I can't imagine holding it in that long and the, the like damage it would do to your, your soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really. It was. It's... Physically and emotionally and mentally. It is. So I've watched it from over here knowing, seeing yeah. it from the perspective of like people that we grew up with who mm-hmm. had the experiences and then also watching the family side, like yeah. your side of... Yeah, the... because Lex actually grew up in the same area as Marlon. So she doesn't know his family per se, but you probably know people that... Yeah, I knew his little brother. Yeah. I've, yeah. yeah. So um, so it's interesting watching it from like your guys' side and, and from... And it is heartbreaking all the way around. It is sad. So... It's so sad. Something I think people might forget too, like at least in this scenario, is the family, like my husband's family, they they are victims as well. Oh. And were... it, it really, it's... My, well, my mother-in-law is amazing and she's actually spoken really openly about it on other podcasts, which I maybe I can we find... We should link to that. Yeah, that I'll find so them because her story is amazing. I think she's done it on two and she's she's honestly incredible, but they're, they are victims too. And it's, it's really sad there. I mean, it has nothing to do with the family and they're not at fault and it's awful. No, it was hell. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyways, he is now, yeah, he's in prison for mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and which is what we were rooting for, obviously. Um, but yeah, originally we like, didn't believe it. I mean, cause naturally you just like want to defend someone that you think you know and love or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, it took like a few weeks and uh, certain people and hearing more stories and him getting rearrested for us to be like, okay, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's something. Um, and so that, that went on for a year, well, like a year and a half before he was sentenced or anything. And I won't, we don't know a whole ton. Like they kind of kept us in the dark about it, like investigators and stuff. They can't just like tell you everything because it is people's private information, but mm-hmm. We got to know quite a bit. And so, yeah, like, this isn't my personal experience, but what, I mean, as a family and watching my mother-in-law and, like, his brothers and him kind of go through that and learning that, like, your dad is a monster, so to speak. I mean, that's sad. That is yeah, heartbreaking. And when it originally happened, the investigators were, like, or the attorney, I can't remember, but basically sat them down and was, like, just prepare for, like, a lot of hate. Prepare for people to be awful on social media to your family. Prepare for people to be just brutal. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the internet or whatever. And we never, I mean, at least that we know of, we've never experienced any hate. Oh, good. Yeah, good. I think that just, like, shows what a great place we live in. Because of nothing but support. Good. And, like, I remember reading through comments and people were just like, I can't imagine his family, like, you know. And I mm-hmm. thought, yeah. Good. So that's good. Cool. We've never that's felt a- any hate. But it was pretty awful and really devastating for his kids and mom and family and stuff. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. So you've talked about this on your social media account, both Marlon's dad's experience Mm -hmm. and a little bit about your experience. I was kind of quiet about my, not, not because I don't want to just, I don't know. I don't want, I don't share it because I want, I don't want like empathy. No, but you've learned, um, some good 
you've learned that that is an important thing to teach your kids about and to talk about Openly. on the regular. Mm-hmm. I Openly. have. Yeah. So what I have learned is people don't talk about it because it it's taboo. It is taboo. And they feel shame. So they don't talk about it openly. They don't discuss it. And it's just kind of a quiet subject. Mm-hmm. And so since I feel comfortable sharing it, I decided I need to share it. And I remember I kept telling Marlon, I feel like I need to. And he's like, you should. Yeah. And I even asked my mother-in-law, can I talk about it? And she's like, of course, you know, you should share your experience. You should share our experience because that's how we make change. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So on your social media uh, on your Instagram stories, yes. you gave some amazing, um, like ideas for keeping your kids safe. Yeah. And I loved these. So will you share them with us mm-hmm. real quick? So I do on my page at Petit Neat, I have a highlight. You might have to scroll a little and I'll try to like move it up, but it's called child safety. And I, I'm not going to go as in depth tonight, but I do recommend like going to my page and finding it and maybe listening. So many good resources. Yeah. There. Because, okay. because it has a lot more in depth. So Someone asked me, what what can we do as moms to protect our children? And I was telling Lexus earlier, I've kind of decided there are, well, there's three things we as parents, our job as a parent is, okay? And this is it. There's three things. Parent, being a parent is hard, and, if, and let me simplify it for you. The top three things as parents that we should do. Number one, love our children. Number two, protect our children. And number three, teach our children. That's it. So if you're doing that, you're killing it, mom. Yes. 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 And everything else falls under those three categories. It's true. Literally everything, everything, everything else. Falls under right. Mm-hmm. Teaching them. So tonight this falls under teaching and protecting and protecting our, and protecting our mm-hmm. kids. That's our job. So, um, so one of the biggest things that when it comes to child sex abuse, how can we protect our children? Um, I think first I want to talk about this. It's predators don't just become predators overnight. Oftentimes it's a learned behavior, which to me doesn't make it any better, but it either happened to them. And that's so bizarre to me that that's what it, like how it does. But I think it literally messes with their head Mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. But it starts with little things. It starts with porn or it starts with, I don't know, experimenting or it starts with, what I don't watch, quite understand what, you read, yeah. what mm-hmm. you're consuming. So uh, the biggest thing I say it, in your homes, if you're wanting to protect your children and teach your children is using correct terminology. This is a big one. Like I have friends that will still to this day be like, yeah, I couldn't teach my, my daughter to call it her vagina because then she'll tell her friends that. And I'm like, good. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Like, and there's number one, there's really nothing shameful about a vagina. Like, it's just a body part. It's like saying an elbow, your nose. It's literally a body part. But mm-hmm. because we make it, she's like, oh, don't talk about that. Don't talk about your privates. Well, then then in a little kid's brain, it becomes bad. It becomes naughty. That's true. Right? Also, half the reason I felt like I couldn't tell anyone and I'd get in trouble because, well, like, those things are bad. Right? that's just how your brain processes it. Yeah. Yep. So... Yep. Teaching our kids correct terminology. And I know that's a hard one. And we feel like we need to like be modest with our kids and teach them to call it like cookie or their wee wee or I don't even know. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is important to teach them correct terminology about their body. Um, it's a penis, not a noodle. (laughs) Just teach them what it is. They don't know it's bad unless you make it bad. Yep. That's just a, it's just, 
Like saying, here's your belly button. And trying to correct it is worse. And and if you don't teach them, they're going to learn it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell them, then they're going to go to school and learn it from their friend. And then it becomes a funny thing. And they, you know. Yep. So if we teach them from a young age and at home, like, that's our private part. That's our penis. No, we don't let anyone else look other than, you know, like, mom with permission or a doctor mm-hmm. with permission. Like, that's it. Yep. then they know. So teaching them the correct terminology. And a big reason for that is... Um, we don't want to confuse them, but if a predator, predators use nicknames. Interesting. Because little kids like, okay, like they, they call it their cookie. Like a little kid's like, oh, it's a cookie. Well, then if your kid comes to you and says something about a cookie, you're not really going to know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like if, if you ever ended up in court trying to try a predator and they are saying their little kid says, well, they touched my cookie. Like in court, that doesn't stand. Interesting. And there's like real stories about that. So, oh my gosh, um, teach them. They don't okay. really understand. They're referring to their private parts. So, correct genital terms. I know it's hard, but it's really important. I love that. Yeah. Um, you're really good about this, but you have normalized like chatting about that. Like, yeah, yep, that's your penis. Talking yep, about. Well, I think just normalize talking about our bodies, especially in today's day and age. Like, we're just taught our bodies are bodies are bad and ugly and fat and blah blah, and like. No, especially our kids. Like, I I feel like we as moms have to be careful about the way we talk about ourselves because our kids pick up on that. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, oh, my gosh, my hips are so fat. Then our kids are going to pick up on that. My yeah. kids will pick up on that. Yep. And so that's something we all need to be mindful of. So this is kind of the same thing. But I think just normalize talking about bodies. And it goes back to the same thing. Like, bodies are just bodies. Number one, bodies are awesome and really cool. And important, and I think we need to understand them, and they need to understand them. Normalize it. If they ever think they can't talk to you about their body or their private parts because they're a naughty word, like, how are they ever going to tell you? Yeah. Um, oh, I also think... That was my, my seat. <laughs> um, I also think that it's, like, important to just chat about it in regular day conversation. Yes. You're in the car. You're no. in the bath. You're And in- that's, yeah, it doesn't need to be a big sit down thing that's uncomfortable, like a birds and the bees talk. It's no. not that. It's literally just like, yeah, a great conversation when you're in the bath mm-hmm. because they're already naked. Yeah. You know, like, you know what that's called? That's yeah, your penis. That's a private part. Uh-huh. We don't show people that. We don't touch yeah. that. Or but if anything. somebody asks to touch it, yes. you say no. Mm-hmm. You tell mm-hmm. mom and dad. Totally. And just like incorporate it normally on the regular, like in the car driving. It just... It just needs to be a normal conversation because then there's just no shame felt around it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with their private parts. It's kind of like this. Like, sex isn't bad, right? Sex isn't a bad thing. Sex is an amazing thing. Just yeah. right place, the- right time. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. we should be teaching our kids. It's kind of the same concept. Yep. Like, well, not that. Yes. This isn't a bad thing. That's a body part. And that's that's what makes you your boy and blah, like, blah, blah. Don't pull it out at school. But we yeah. don't share it with other people. Yeah. Share it because with other it's people. private. Yep. Right. Exactly. Okay. You right. um, told me you have some great books for teaching this because I'm always like, crap, how do I word this in the right way? Or what the heck do I say? And now I'm going to just Amazon order every single book that you're selling okay. me. I, I have a bunch, but off the top of my head, one that I really have loved, and I think this one's a little more advanced, mm-hmm. um, like if you have a little bit of older kids, because like for Roan, we have had to do it a couple pages at a time and even go back and redo it. It's yeah. called I Said No. That one's super cute, and it talks about red flags and green flags. Cute. And I remember teaching it to him like last year, and a few months ago we were in the car, and he was like, Mom, how do you know if it's a red flag? And I was like, oh my gosh, like it stuck. It sticks. Yeah. Wait, what was the red flag story of Lucy? Um, 
going oh, to Oh, yeah, that's what it was. He told me, Mom, Lucy had a red flag. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And <laughs> I she, don't remember. I think she was going to the bathroom at your house, and she had left the, the door, door open. The door open, and he was like, Mom, Lucy had a red flag. She was, she went in the bathroom, left the door open, and she didn't and have And he, like, un- walked yeah, by and was thought like, that was like, and I was like, okay. You know, like, oh no, red like, flag. Look at, yes, though it is a red flag, right? Yeah, for a little yeah. kid, like, okay, yeah, no, it wasn't. She's not being naughty. She didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. She's just, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, that's a good and one. that it, it hit me so hard that I was like, he literally, he literally understood it like a year later. He's he listening. picked it up. That's cute, right? It's never, ever, ever too early. Let's link all these books in Kay. the show notes. Yeah, I will. Really good. So another one that I really like um, is "My Body, What I Say Goes." Cute. And let's talk about body boundaries, consent, and respect. God made all of me. That one is really, really cute. That one I really cute. like that one. There's so many. You can literally just go on Amazon and be like, child safety books. Good touch, bad touch. That one is awesome. One of my favorites. And I would say, like, read through these yourself and decide, you know, like, is this yeah. something that my kid, I feel like, could share now? I would say don't underestimate them. But obviously, do you feel like, like it's something you can work? Um... And then Amazing You is also another one. And No Means No. Cute. Yeah. Those are we'll some link all ones. of these on Amazon for you. Yeah. So you can find them in our show notes. Yeah. Okay. So next uh, piece of advice is role play. So you know how we, we role play with our kids like kidnap. So what happens if somebody pulls up on a car and they have candy and they say, come here, little boy, I'll give you some candy if you help me find my dog and you're. Right? And what are you going to do? And your kid says, oh, I'm going to go help him find their dog. And you're like, no, 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 no. You never go to someone's car. No. Okay. We should be role-playing the very same way about child sex abuse. And it feels like it can be tricky, but it doesn't matter if they're two or ten. We still need to be role-playing. Yep. Um, we do it in the bath a lot. Like, they'll be sitting there. Yes. And they'll be washing their bodies. And then even, like, at two or three or whatever. Yeah. You're just like, like if someone ever oh. asked you to... um pull down your pants because they want to see your penis because they think it's funny. Like, what do you, what would you do? do? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. What if somebody wanted to touch you or what if somebody did? What should you do? Come to mom. You'll never get in trouble for telling me that. Never. Never. That's a big part of it. Well, when I shared this, this story, um, one of the moms wrote me and was like, I have to tell you the cutest story because I hadn't talked to my daughter about like kidnapping and Mm -hmm. done any role play. So when you shared this, I felt like I had to. So she said, I had role played with my daughter about kidnapping. And she said, um, a couple days later, I asked her again, what, you know, if there's a kidnapper that came and he offered you candy and what would you say? And she said, can I please have some candy? And I was like, that is the cutest, most innocent thing oh, ever. So sweet. But that is exactly why we have to talk to him about it because yeah. kids are so innocent and would, and can, so I sweet. Please can I please candy? have candy? Instead of like, no, no, that's a bad thing. Run away Sure, from I'll help you right? find your dog. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 so yeah. she was being so polite and cute. That is so cute. And I'm like, you're doing a good job. Aww. Um, But yeah, so role play possible scenarios about sex abuse. um, Or especially in today's day and age with your older kids, uh, scenarios that could arise on social media. Oh, gosh. Uh, like men writing them and asking them for pictures or to meet them places. Those kinds of things. That's super, Even their super, friends super, super scary peers. now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids just don't, kids don't know how to respond like an adult and they're very approachable and they're very gullible. Um, so if it's well role-played and often they will know how to respond without hesitating. Oh, okay. Another thing I wanted to touch on is just, if you 
feel uncomfortable about someone, that doesn't mean that something's wrong. But I just say as a parent, trust your, trust your gut. Yeah. Like if something just doesn't feel right to you, or maybe your kid does seem to act weird around someone, or maybe your kid, someone acts weird around your kid, just trust your gut. I mean, that doesn't mean you have to completely cut that person off, but maybe make sure your kids are not alone with them or actually just make sure your kids aren't alone with people in general. Um, I guess this is a terrible thing and I, this is so sinister, but just someone told me like, yeah, a teacher said to me, just assume everyone's molesting your children. And I was like, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. That's awful. Okay. So we shouldn't live our lives in fear. No, but we should just pay attention to intuition and cues that your kids get. Totally be be aware. aware. But I wouldn't say that, let that eat at you every single night. No, that's what I'm saying. We can't live in fear because we just can't control everything that happens. One time I got deep into the whole like sex abuse and signs and this and that. And I spiraled. And you can't live You in... can't live that. It's, I mean, no. it's just like the same way thinking about someone's going to break in your house every night. Like, it's just not nope. safe. It can't. You still have to be able to function. You just are prepared. So just listen to your parents' gut. Sometimes it could be something completely different. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Just go with that. Just go with it. Okay. And I also want to touch on, like, yes, we want to protect our kids. Absolutely. And if some, But if something ever were to happen, which would be absolutely awful, 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 it's... There are ways to get through that agreed, awful agreed. thing. Yeah, Does and I think sense? the way that we respond to the situation uh-huh. is a good, like, your children are watching you. Yes. And the way you respond and help them work through it, I think, it is going to maybe determine a lot of how they respond and work through it, right, mm-hmm. in the long run. I would just say, like, when I was in my anxious, like, anxiety, awful, awful state... Like, so I'd be like, that would be the end of the world. Like, I would die. Like, that would be so awful if something happened to my kid. And yes, I'm, it yes. would be sickening, awful, horrible. And, but it's but life. If, and sometimes that happens. And look at you. Like, we can teach. You I are, think that you've been resilient. We have to give our it. kids the tools to be resilient and show them to be resilient. Yeah. In so, our actions. So we prepare them. We prepare them. We teach them about the body parts. We teach them about about what to say if somebody were to do this and we role play and we give them all the tools that they need. And if something does happen, then you're also there to teach them how to just like you would if there was a bully or if there was something awful that happened, then it is. And I can't speak because I haven't been in it and I haven't had a child that has gone through that, but it it may feel like it can be okay. It can be, be it can be okay. That's thank you. That's what I need. So just, there is, I there is that. still hope. Good job, Lex. That I just good. needed I'm to throw that in. Yeah. But no, but I just, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think, like I said, our kids are watching us. So how we respond to things is a big deal. You guys went through hell and back over the last few years with Marlon's dad alone. And you have come out of it like so much stronger. And you've been through so much crap. But you haven't let that completely... That's, it's like to hear someone else say that, that makes me emotional. Like a Aww. friend to be like, oh, I watched that. And that was so hard. It was like, awful. Yeah. And I would say I'm kind of tough. You are tough. Yeah. You're a tough cookie. I don't like bury my feelings, but when we go through hard things, I'm just like, okay, well, you know what? I got to just hold my head high and get through this and mm-hmm. not even like, it's okay and work through it. And that's fine. But I think it takes some time for me to like, for it to kind of catch up to me and like me to work through all of those hard feelings. Yeah, as it should. It and should take a, I did a while for a while work through some of that. That was hard to watch Marlon go through that and like his family and his mom. And then there's still parts that I think I haven't like 
fully which worth is fine mm-hmm. it's gonna yeah it that's just how that mom it takes it is that's what trauma is but yeah like look you're like the we shining example of hope. We are good. Yes. Yeah. And that, that song, that's why I love that song, mm-hmm. Bones by Marin. And because in it, it says, when the bones are good, the rest doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And it, it was just talking about, like, when the structure is strong, like, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that so many times, like, I'm so grateful Marlon and I's relationship was so good. And, like, our family unit was so strong so that, like, we got through it instead of it mm-hmm. destroying us and our marriage or him. So that was good. So back to the gut thing. Just trust your instinct. A lot of times we brush things off. Like, well, and I just, just go with your gut and, and listen to your kids. If your kids are like, I don't like going to that friend's house. Don't make them. No. No. Mm-mm. I don't like sleeping over at grandma and grandma's. I don't like when uncle blank and blank hugs me. Good. When mm-hmm. uncle blank and blank says, give me a hug. Don't force your kids to do it. To do it. Yep. Don't. Yep. Another big one I want to touch on real quick is watching for signs of grooming. Um, so grooming is basically what a predator does to like get the, gain the child's trust. Most of the time they usually have to work at it. Yeah. It's not like like an immediate, it's like, correct. mm -hmm, usually, I mean, they purposely like play with that child extra or like give the kid gifts. Mm -hmm. Like if you notice an uncle singling out, yeah, a kid, like, sorry, I'm using uncles. It seems like there's always like a creepy uncle. That's terrible. (laughs) But right. Like. Those are things to, to pick up on. And again, I'm not saying they are doing anything, but that those are signs of grooming. And and I would even just look up signs of grooming. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically spending time with them. Spending doting over them. To spend alone, alone time. Alone time. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a little weird. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's hard because you could look into those things. And, and there was a time, I think Marlon's okay with me saying this, but there was a time when Marlon started getting his head about that after his dad, like... They want to spend a long time. Right. And yeah. it's like, okay, again, we can't live in fear and let everything control us. Your your mom likes to spend alone time with your your kids one-on-one dates, right? Like you, Yes. But exactly. just be mindful. Like, exactly. just be totally mindful. Yep. Yep. And and you have to have boundaries. Like, as a parent, we've decided we don't do sleepovers unless we're, like, out of town or something like that. So we have the same rule. We do sleepovers. Like, we can do sleepovers with uh, cousins if... if. We are at the house as well. Like, we're staying at my brother-in-law's. Right. And we're all having... And the girls are, like, right, right. there. Um, and we are right there. But or we don't they do sleepovers. can go to, like, my parents' house. But that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. But we don't do friend sleepovers. Friend sleepovers we won't. No. You can have a late like, night. Like, we did late nights. Yeah. yeah. And late I night. love that. I love that. Um, So, I say research grooming behaviors. People who, like, particular interest in your child. Spending lots of time on around them. um, Giving gifts tickling, asking them to sit on their lap, things like that. Those are things I would just watch for. And if something feels off, just trust, trust your, your gut. gut. So, and, and make sure your child knows you're their safe place, that you believe them, that you listen to them. Because if they don't feel like you're their safe place, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to come mm-hmm. to you and talk to you. Trust them. And if something feels off, talk to them. Like one-on-one. Yeah. Get them one-on-one and let them know that if there's... Sometimes we try and pry things out of them and that's not the way to do it. They'll just bury it. So let them know that if there's something that they ever need to tell you, like they won't get in trouble, that you love them and they're safe and they can tell you anything. My mom always told me growing up, like, if you tell the truth, you don't get in trouble. And I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there might be consequences for things, but you don't get in trouble if you tell the truth. You're not going to get You're right. not going to get yeah. Like, and I think that just rolls over into this category too. I mm-hmm. always felt like I knew if I told the truth, I wouldn't get in trouble. Because that's why I was scared of telling mm-hmm. them because I thought Cause I'd get in trouble. But in I was trouble. like, well, but yeah. if I tell them the truth about yep. what happened, you know. Yep. Um. 
And one other thing that Lex actually asked me to touch on was um, a word that we don't use in our house is secrets. Um, secrets are like a tool for predators. Like this is our, our little secret. Like we don't tell anyone. We don't tell mommy and daddy. It's, it's our fun little secret, blah, blah, blah. It's disgusting. Okay. We just don't use that word. And he'll even come home from school and be like, mom, my friend told me a secret. And, and I, that's such a hard concept to teach to little kids, but we do like, we do surprises surprises. and we don't like, we don't whisper things and not tell other people. Like, and there's nothing that if someone tells you not to tell mommy and daddy, you always tell mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. Those and are you like, won't get in trouble. You won't get in trouble. But mm-hmm. those are, those are things I've tried to really pound in his head. And I, I mean, there have been a few instances, um, or incidents where Rowan has immediately come home and told me or immediately said something when something's happened. Not, he hasn't like, you know, nothing serious, but, and I like felt, a friend telling us, yeah. And I felt so proud because those those situations are bound to arise, even with like kids and cousins and just dumb yeah. little things like that. I did dumb stuff when, when I was a kid. Like I remember my brothers convinced us to moon cars driving by in the yard. <laughs> like those are things that I want to teach my kids. Like, no, those are things you come and talk to mom yeah. and dad about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but those are things that you'd be like, don't tell mom and dad. Yeah, like, exactly. So I've told him if yeah. anyone ever tells you not to tell mom and dad, that means you literally come right to mom and yeah. dad. That's yeah. not, we never keep secrets. From Red mom flag. And dad. Red flag. Exactly. So I hope some of those were helpful. I can like, we can do a little quick review and I'll run through them and we'll share like a little graphic or something. And again, I'm not like a pro, but I, another one, I kind of mentioned this social media, you guys, like that is so scary and you think they're safe on there. Just be aware, you know, I don't. We should be get, aware. We need to get a mom who has teenagers to come on we and do. talk about it. Be aware of what your kids are looking at, who they're talking to, who that they're spending time with. Because social media is just a huge tool for like sexual predators and it's it's honestly mm-hmm. so scary. I also think that um this is my own two cents. I don't have kids on social media yet. Um, but when they do, I think it's important to not just be like, here's your phone, have at it. No. Boundaries. Teach them. Yeah, like, teach them. Who nobody knows. Even adults don't know how to use social media. Let's face it; they don't know how. Um, like when you hashtag your reels, that means other people can see it, yeah. and then you're gonna get and, like weird comments. Yes, yeah, totally. or like what it means to have a private account, and what do you say when we somebody asks friend followers? Yeah. yeah, what do you say when somebody asks you to be their sugar mama or whatever? Right, it is? like the right. creepy messages, or like teach them. Like again, the whole. I think that all the things that you said about keeping your kids safe from sexual predators also applies to like online like let's oh, role play it does. when the boy from school says hey send me a picture or whatever yes like, yeah. role play that so, i remember in middle school mm-hmm. a kid that i liked that we were like really good friends and we had a crush on each other was like send me a picture of your boobs and of course i wanted to do that because i wanted like, him okay, to like me uh-huh. and be like "Ooh, your boobs yeah. are great whatever but i knew better yes and that would be one of the, cert- like, you could role play that and be like, if somebody says this, send me a screenshot of, like, screenshot that and send that to me because that is, one, illegal. And is it illegal? Isn't it illegal to do? Yes. Right? Yeah. That is very so. illegal. Yeah. And um, so, like, that's something that you come to mom. You will never get in trouble for telling me that. Nope. And... We will, whatever, role play. I don't have kids that age, so I don't actually. And these are one of those. I'm not in that stage. There's no, there's just not handbooks for these. I mean, there are books, but there's really not. And it's kind of one of those things you have to learn as you go. But it's important. And I think if you don't know to talk about it, you kind of don't. 
Yeah. Um, we need to get a mom with teenagers on. We do. That's a good. That's a good idea. That's a good one. So. Back to the thing with secrets. Just secrets are a tool predators use to keep things quiet. Secrets seem fun to kids. Their friends tell secrets. Um, secrets are never good. Do surprises. Like, tell me a good secret. I just... Secrets between friends. Secrets between family. Like, whispering. Sur- what, have you ever been around someone and someone... You can tell people are kind of whispering things about yeah. Like, no. It's not fun. No. Surprises are better, though. Because yeah, that means that thinking. it comes out at the end. Like, you know what... We're not talk gonna, about it. Yeah. We're not going to tell them what their present is. But when they open it for their birthday, everyone sees. Then we see, and then it's not a. It's then not it's a, a secret. Surprise. It's not a secret. It is a surprise. Yep. Yeah. So if that's Ron a good. Says, "Mom, I have a secret." I say, "Oh, do you have a surprise for me?" Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've tried not to do like I. I don't think whispering is bad. I just think don't, I don't know. Not the whole don't tell. The yeah. Da. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like gotcha. Ron will whisper things to me. So, anyway, okay. Just quick review using correct terminology. Normalize talking about our bodies in your home, role-playing, possible scenarios, kidnapping, online, sexual abuse, um, school, trust your gut, research research it, because you'll find, like, words or topics or things that you could use that are common. Um, Watch for grooming signs and behaviors. Books are great teaching tools, better than I could ever do for my kids. Monitor their internet and social media usage. No secrets. Be your child's safe place and trust your child. And your gut. And your gut. Yeah. And I, I'm i not an expert, but I just, I feel that it's such a common thing, which is so sickening. And there's nothing worse than, like, as a parent, feeling like you could have done more. And, I mean, in any scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, it, you don't want to be that parent that is like, I should have talked to them about this, and I yeah. never did. Um, I always love, is it a scripture? That if you are prepared, you will not fear. So it's so true. If you're prepared and you prepare if your I kids. If I prepare my kids, I don't have to worry about it as much. Yeah. Then you're like, great. I have done. I have I did my them. part. I am doing my part. And. Love, protect, and teach. Yep. Like those are three jobs as a parent. That's it. If you're doing those things, you've got it. Awesome. And this falls under the floor. They're so good. Thank you for sharing your story yeah, with all of us. For, so brave. for letting me. No. It's. I honestly, over the years, have gotten to the point where, like, I enjoy sharing it with people because I feel like it helps other people open up mm-hmm. and heal and help other people or whatever. And if you can so, talk about it, yeah, I feel like it. I can talk about it just mm-hmm. fine. So, yep. speaking of, on that note, if you need someone to talk to, shoot us a DM. Oh okay. yes, super happy to talk to you. When I spoke about this on my Instagram last year, I was honestly floored and disgusted by the amount of DMs I got. Just it wrecked it just broke my heart but i also felt like it gave people an outlet so like you can talk about it i want to be that and i also highly recommend finding a counselor yes who who is a professional in this area in these situations yeah yeah we yes that should that's also on there yeah so thank you for joining us i know this is kind of a heavier heavier subject but we've got to do it all we've got to cover all the things it's a good one it's It's a a good good one. one it's important so you guys are the best. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yes. Check us out on Instagram at Minivan Mamas and our personal Instagrams at Alexa Zercher and at Petite and Eat. And leave us a five-star review on yes. Apple. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you what kind of review yeah, to leave. Just, How about yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you love us, out. let us know. If you love us, let us know. Yeah. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. Rate, subscribe, all of the above. And we'll, we'll catch see you next, next time. time.